Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is one of the many talented filmmakers to be featured in this year's Bite Size Halloween on Hulu. They are the writer, producer, and director of Ticks that you can watch now, streaming now on Hulu. Please welcome to the stage, Sam Max. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so before we dive into our interviews, we always start with a quick rapid fire round of a question. Just throw some quick ones your way. Uh, so we always start with coffee or tea? Coffee. Film or television? Film. Drama or comedy? Drama. Hero or villain? Villain. What movie never fails to make you laugh? Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. And what movie never fails to make you cry? Brokeback Mountain. Both really good choices. Uh, <laughs> what filmmaker has the uh, has had the biggest influence on you? Uh, oh my god. I guess I would say Hitchcock. Damn. Good choice. Uh, if you could have lunch with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Um... Any actor, dead or alive? Oh, God. The rapid fire round is hard. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm just going to say Kate Blanchett because she's on my mind, but I, like, that's just not even true. But I, I would love to have dinner with her. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the last show that you binge watched? Uh, oh, I'm not much of a binge watcher. I guess probably like a season of Top Chef or something. <laughs> and uh, lastly, what is your favorite scary movie? Oh my god. Um, I want to say Rosemary's Baby. Good choice. Classic. <laughs> um, so uh, what I love about um, Hulu's Bite Size Halloween is that like every single short is so distinctively different from the other one. Like there's like no through line and that's what I love about it because that's what horror <laughs> is like. Um, so where did the idea for your short come about? Yeah, I mean, I um, I usually start with like actors I want to work with. Bridget is someone who's a personal friend and we had been trying to find a project together. And so um, even at the like pitch stage, I was sort of thinking about actors I wanted to be working with and what the project would sort of feel and look like. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess I had made one film and I guess in a way like takes as a response to my first film, which was very kind of like static and um, and sort of like clinical in its look and how it was uh, photographed. And I wanted to do something that felt a little more chaotic and has like mayhem in it. And so that was also part of what I was thinking about. And so I I also like grew up in the Northeast and ticks are a part of our lives and you're sort of warned about them from a young age. And I, mm. I started becoming interested in like the concept that they're a bit of a silent killer and they're a little bit insidious and you don't really know that they're harming you until they're like, well into sucking your blood essentially and so you know this is a very long-winded way of answering your question but that sort of like <laughs> reminded me of romantic relationships and like the idea of jealousy and so those yeah. themes are all sort of coming together in the film i um just rewatched it this morning and me and my partner were talking about it and um just sort of like the allegory of like conquering your abuser but also like the bloodsucker gets blood sucked you know like that person who is like i don't know if a symbiote is the correct uh, mm. term to sort of use but like um way more take than give and that's such a great thing to see 
showcase because for so many people in the queer community, they are in very abusive relationships and often can't escape them. And you also showcase a fully trans and non-binary cast, um, both groups which are still severely represent, mis underrepresented and misrepresented mm -hmm. um, in media, despite some strides made here or there. So what can you share about um, your casting process and, and making it a safe and inclusive space? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I only started making film in 2021, um, but you know, like my practice working with actors is dates back a, a lot, a lot longer than that. Um, I guess like I, I've been making performance for many years and film is, is sort of like a newer exploration, but I've always been interested in working with queer people as my main sort of like muses and, and main people that I'm working with in the creative process, just because you know, obviously I'm queer and and also I went to school to be an actor and I'm extremely sort of <clears throat> familiar with the fact that a lot of, I don't know, obviously like a lot of queer characters are not super represented in the canon, but I also find that when they are like across film and television and also theater to some degree, the, the rendering of those characters is often a little two dimensional or like verging on two dimensional or they're like there to serve sort of like a functional story purpose, but don't really have like a deep, a deep landscape in the way that like the main characters do or something like that. So I feel like that's also one of my more, uh, I don't know, like subterranean missions is to try to get in there and sort of like be slowly just continuing to make films with all queer casts that are like taking over and that when you're watching them you're not even necessarily thinking about that but mm -hmm. i'm like i'm giving like queer actors and characters opportunities to do things that i think they normally wouldn't be put in a position where they're allowed to do especially in this genre i feel like queer people yeah. are just not in the horror genre not in thrillers it's usually romantic comedies like you said as a plot device as the sassy gay best friend or something but never yeah. <laughs> very rarely the lead i mean this year we had two films that mm -hmm. queer people were the leads which is great to see um but you know the name of our show being uh, actors with issues is uh, meant to shed some light on what uh, actors and creatives uh, may have to overcome in their career so as a filmmaker and mm -hmm. as someone with history as an actor um, what's something that artists who are coming up may not even know will be an obstacle that you can share some advice about oh yeah that's interesting i mean I sort of learned pretty quickly that being an actor wasn't for me because um, it's really like a, a lifestyle that has to be navigated with a ton of patience and I'm just not a very patient person I, I just found out about my nature that I'm, I'm pretty ambitious and I like to work fast and I like to sort of iterate and, and make things really quickly and, and I also like to be the person bossing people around, frankly. So I, I like, I guess, um, to answer your question about obstacles, I feel like a like being for being a filmmaker and being an actor, I guess I would say like a sense of personal agency is really important. And a sense of like, personal advocacy is important at any stage of your career. And I think there's an illusion that you can be paid in exposure, or you can be paid in opportunities that you know, allow you to be seen or allow you to like work on something. But I would, I guess like I have been successful and would strongly advise people to um, like take yourself seriously and be an advocate for who you are in your career, no matter, even if you're just starting out because it has reverberations and, um, and you're sort of training people how to think of you in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what would you say is a, a misconception about the industry that you maybe uncovered over your, over the years? 
Um, I think there's a misconception that um, people who have desk jobs in the industry can make your career for you. I think that was something that was like an illusion that I really believed in at a young age, like having been signed as a screenwriter to a top agency when I was 21, like which is really crazy and, and a pretty honestly like it was it made me feel great but it also made me like buy even further into this illusion for at least a couple years that like there are people who are in charge of my career and i just sort of like if i put my head down and keep working like they'll make everything happen for me but i've really been finding that like you have to kind of do 99 percent of the work and then like those sorts of people like your representatives and the people who support you can can help finish things off, but it really does start with who you are as an artist and, and what your work ethic is, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they get 10% of the commission, so you still have 90% to do. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, we always um, wrap up with a few sort of uh, non rapid fire questions. So the pressure's off. Uh, but uh, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I would be? Hmm. I, I honestly can't really see a life not working in the arts in some way, but I, I like an astronaut is the first job that comes <laughs> to mind because that just seems really, I like things that are difficult, I think. I'm a little sadistic and I feel like getting sent into space, <laughs> I would like do well with. <laughs> I feel like folks who, um, who say that, who can't really picture themselves anywhere, they're in the right place if they really yeah. can't see themselves anywhere else. Or they should be uh, astronauts. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, you can only fit one life in your life. I like that. <laughs> and uh, what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying I to forget the bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I don't have a good answer to that one. I'm sorry. And uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Um, to a young actor, uh, find, find writing and directors that you believe in and be an author of your career as much as everyone else is. Awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, if our followers or fans want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, my handle is at Sam Space Max. And uh, I'm only on Instagram. <laughs> Smart. Twitter is evil. Uh, <laughs> That's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> and folks, you know the drill. You can find us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official, and you can find more of our show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts every Monday with bonus episodes on Thursdays. You can watch Ticks in the latest season of Shorts, part of Hulu's Bite Size Halloween, streaming now on Hulu. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.